Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, April 27, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? There's a whole host of things on the docket. In fact, one of the main things on the docket is the thing the market did in the first part of the day and the thing the market did in the second part of the day. When you put those together, it starts to give the appearance of what we call in technical terms, at least in my world, as a full stack situation. I'm going to get into that in a little while. I'm going to go over the exact scenario. I'm going to show you everything that I was looking at. First, let's do our customary assessment of the daily chart. And the first thing we notice is another new low today. There's really only one price, one low, left to challenge or run a test of. So they've already run a test of this low. They've already run a test of this low as of today. And the only thing left, this is called no man's land in here between 415 and this low here from February, which is 410.64. The trend is your friend until she throws your shit out the window. The trend in the daily chart is firmly in the downward direction since the debacle last week. Just to reiterate one more time, we are at that place where the rubber band is stretched. Any more or just a little more, and she's going to break. We can wait out the weekly close, it's extremely important, but below the certain price levels that we've already visited, the rubber band gets too stretched. What does that mean? One of two things has to happen. Either she's gonna go lower, the rubber band's gonna snap, and then a whole nother leg lower is coming. Or, B, she's gonna snap back. Which leads me to some of the reasons why and some of the specifics around a specific trade that I took today. I'm going to go over the details and it really came in two parts unrelated to each other. But they both point to the same thing. So by the end of the day, my eyebrows are raised, my antennas are up, I'm interested. So let's start with what's right in front of us. Again, we're looking at the daily chart. We want to see things that jump off the page, slap us around the face a couple of times. Okay, well, if you've taken the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader, then you'll see a couple of things that are from the course that are prevalent on the chart right here and today. Very simply, we're on time with a sign and signal of a trend change. We're at lows. It's a very critical area on the chart. Which brings up another point. Put this on a sticky note and then put it in a lockbox. The hardest trades in the world come from the hardest place to get into a trade, which translates to the highest risk place to take the trade. You're at the precipice, you're at the cliff. You're either going to go back in the other direction or you're gonna fall off the cliff. It's the highest risk place. Now, We're at the highest risk place, and I have this stuff from the course on the daily chart. We've got a sign and signal of a trend change, and it's on time. We're at the lows. We're at the rubber band place. The thing is stretched. It is what it is. This is the place where sometimes 
you just have to hang your balls out on the table and you say, I realize that the rubber band can break and if it's wrong, it's going to be wrong a lot and quickly. But this is what we signed up for. We're in the risk business. This is an aggressive place. If you don't like aggressive places, you don't take a trade like this. But if you're in the risk business and you do what I do and you're in this to find the trades that are at the highest risk place with the largest risk reward and essentially the tightest stop, that's essentially what happened by the end of the day today. Now, the other thing I'm going to point out is coupled with this. So essentially, the low today is 415.01. Could you trade this with daily closes above, as long as they didn't close below, 415.01? And the answer is technically, yes, you can. You might not like it. Looks terrible. It's the scariest place on earth. I get all that. But this is the setup on the chart. Now, let's go back to the morning session. I'm hanging around. It's kind of that right before lunchtime place. And I'm looking around the horn. I'm looking at charts. I'm staring. I'm looking. I'm staring. Looking at different time frames. And I happen to notice the SPY 120 chart. Okay, fair enough. Well, what's special about it? Well, all of a sudden, I noticed this tremendous volume on this particular candle today. So I look to the left, and I notice, well... I don't really see any competing volume. There's a couple that are close, but this is the highest volume quite some time. The last highest volume was over here. Well, that was a low. Okay, now that's in my mind. There's other stuff when you go back to the left, but that's in my mind. Now, at the time, the SPY was trading right around 420, 420, and 25, 420, 50 in that neighborhood. So I did buy it. Traders that bought it with me and bought, let's say, short duration options, or they bought an exchange-traded product, whatever it was, they were able to book some profit along the way today with no knowledge of what I was going to say in tonight's video because I didn't know what was going to happen at the end of the day happened, the thing we just discussed on the daily chart. This trade was intended like this. A candle with volume like this, I'm calling it bottoming volume. It's not necessarily capitulation volume. That's not really what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's large volume. They put in some kind of reversal candle. The thought process is, the thought process was, that they're going to get a decent bounce away from that kind of volume. They're at a critical area on the charts. They made a new low today. All those things lined up with, it made logical sense to me, knowing what I know. Doesn't always work, but it's one of those things where when you see something that works the majority of the time, using the 80-20 rule, you say to yourself, well, if I took it 100 times, it may not work out 15, 20, maybe even 25 times. But 75 or 80, it is going to work out. And guess what? That's fantastic. So net-net, I'm looking for a better rally from this low today. Where am I looking? Where did they start to go but failed later in the day? Creeping up what? You got it. This breakdown candle toward the high. That's my target. It's just that simple. Whether it works or not is one thing. That's my target. I expect it to work. That trade will work the majority of the time. At the end of the day, I got another reason why the whole concept should work. What about inside the numbers? Let's check out some of the commentary. We'll circle back to stocks on the move. It's hump day. First thing we see at zero dark 30 is a nice big DCB, dead cat bounce. 
was yesterday a successful test of the previous low and now they bounce or getting down to the numbers, it's important for price to stay above yesterday's closing price of 416.10. Well, we know they broke it now, but that was a pretty critical area. Below opens the door for what? 415, they made a low of 415.01. Remember, this is at zero dark 30. Below that, and you're into that no man's land, and the other low is 410.64. We already talked about that. You should all be familiar with that anyway by now. Let's say they stay in bounce mode. 418 is going to be our early pivot above, and the bulls can go for another leg higher, like back up toward 420, and then there's more, which will be displayed later. Five-minute chart right of the vertical is today's activity. 418 is your lower line. That was our pivot. Below, the bears are in control. Above, the bulls are in control. And you can see what happens. Once they get above, they run some tests. Then they go to the next spot. 420 was the next spot, to give or take. And then 422.20, you haven't seen that yet. But that was then the next spot, which you will see on the board. They came up short here. It creates a situation where there's unfinished business. What do we do with unfinished business? Well, if we see them get back above certain things later, and this is after the failure, then what? They're going to take care of the unfinished business. That's an opportunity. Let's move along, see what else we have as the day gets underway. We'll let them get the thing open and moving before the early storyline emerges. Remember 4.16.10 in yesterday's close and important for the bulls to keep price above. Just a hunch, but don't be surprised if it's tested sooner than later, at least in the neighborhood. Well, it was tested, but they ended up going up first. But either way, it was tested, and it was broken. 4.15 was the low. Can you short for it? It's hard because they'll whip around, but it was going to be tested, at least in my humble opinion. So what do we use as a benchmark? Well, as long as they're below 4.18, the door is open. Above 4.18, there's another leg higher. It's the pivot. Let's move along, see what else we have. Here, before the open, you see net-net. I'm a buyer at 4.16.10 or in the ballpark. It's a buy zone. If they spike it down to 4.15, I just don't want to see them closing candles below yesterday's closing price. Why is that? Because it's a different structure. It's a different kind of market below yesterday's close versus above yesterday's close. That's from a short-term intraday perspective. Above 418, the bulls are in control of the tape. And at 945, 422.20 at least is also a bigger time type of target. They won't go straight there, but it's on the table. They didn't go straight there. They came up short. They pulled back, but then they got there later. Staying above 420.50 keeps the bulls in the most control for higher. You notice an adjustment, 420.50 rather than 420. And you can see here, it actually played a role later in the day, more so than in the beginning of the day. When looking at a chart after the fact, when looking at a five-minute chart in this example, I look at the line at 420.50 and I say, well, let me see what was going on there. Was it really important or is it just an aberration? Well, I look over here and I say, well, yeah, they were fighting it. Look at here. All of a sudden it was resistance. All of a sudden it's support. It's support again. They break below. So you can see, yeah, it was that price. Whether it was 420.40 or 420.60, doesn't make any difference. We're rounding at times. We're moving along. Read the notes. Pause the video. Go back to the chart. Double check the work. Today was a rodeo. 
Read the notes. See what was going on. I'm not going to spoon feed it to you today. You saw the numbers. The numbers work. We know the numbers work. Here's that situation that I pointed out on the 120 chart. I put it inside the numbers, and then I sent it out to the lazy swing traders. Now, here's something worth pointing out. 419.75. As long as they stay above, the bulls are in charge. This is later in the day. Things change. 418 is important, but now they were higher, so you have different numbers that come into view. Remember, 422.20 is still considered unfinished business, so they hadn't got there yet. So what I'm telling you is above 419.75, and we're looking for the unfinished business. That's an opportunity. 419.75. It was important here. You didn't need to know it then. Here, around this time, is where we started discussing above 419.75, and they're going to go do the unfinished business. What did they do? The unfinished business. And then what happened? They got rejected right down to where? 419.75. Now that becomes more and more important. The more you see price hit something and bounce immediately off, it confirms, reconfirms, reinforces the fact that it's important. They did it again here. What happened when they closed this candle below? A failure. You see how that works? Checking in with the after hours activity, trading up and away from 418. Remember, closing print on the daily chart was a sign or signal of a trend change. It's a doji candle. Guess what? 417, 27 on close. Who knows where they open them, but I'm just looking at things, and if it falls into the bucket of supporting the case that we're seeing something on the daily chart, I saw something on the 120 chart, I'm seeing something after hours, there's a lot of earnings going on, could be anything, I have no idea what was going on after the close today. It's a wild tape. Read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. Stock's on the move. We're going to take a look at the ones that hit their price objectives, not the ones that didn't. They're off the board. They're no trades. We're going to look at EW, Roku, Visa, Boeing. The last three on the board didn't hit their numbers. One came close, Google, Chesapeake, and NCR. We'll start with Google just for the heck of it. 22.49 was my number, and the low today happened to be 22.54.73. That's close, but no cigar. There's your intraday chart. There's a low. There's a low. Nice rip away from that area. The numbers work when you have a stock that's as big as Google and they come up short. It's like another stock that's 30 bucks coming up, you know, three, four, five cents short. That's really how it translates. Edwards Life Sciences, EW, 110.40 was the number on the board. This is one of those, the manner in which, but we can learn something. What do we learn? That the numbers work. They came up short here, they hovered here, they had a big bounce away, but they finally came into the number to satisfy the thing, and then they had a nice rip away from it. I can't imagine there were many, if not any, traders in this trade after doing the dance all morning long. But the numbers work. Roku, similar routine, they hover over it, they come into it, have a really nice rally away from it, back to it at the end of the day, so they gave you the thing But the question is, was this okay or not okay to take the trade? And it's really not okay in the big picture. And especially when you have the type of fragile market that we're in now, you have to err on the side of caution. The numbers work. 
It's a manner in which is the issue with Roku. Viser, on the other hand, this one is different. So this one opened above the first number. This was a short trade. It opened above the first one, below the second, went in and spiked the second number, came right back below the first, provided the minimum required base hit, and then some. Jordan took this one in the room. Other traders got this trade. This was a nice garden variety trade. Boeing was not a nice garden variety trade. This one was a bit of a rope-a-dope slash rodeo routine. So technically, they closed below the stop at the hourly close and then proceeded to rip back up in the other direction, providing the whole thing. Need I say more? This is the way this one worked. Jordan, in the room, was the last one out before they ripped back up in the other direction. He followed the rules. It is what it is. However, it is the way it works. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, another new low. Nothing good on the chart. Nothing at all will happen on this chart until or unless they begin closing daily, certainly intraday, but daily above 188. Without that going on, there's no dice and lower prices on the horizon. Just for the record, let's say they crack the market and everything goes down. Where's the IWM going from a bigger picture perspective? What's the magnetic place that it's headed to from a big picture? Now, they can rally for six weeks first before heading back down. My point is, ultimately, where are they going to pay a visit to? And that number is, and I'm not going to give you the exact number, we don't need it now, but it's sub 175. And that's not necessarily the bottom. I'm just saying they're going to have to visit, come hell or high water, 175, actually below 175. That's just the way the market works. What about the folks down at the transportation department? So they had an update today. They're my favorite canary in the coal mine, second favorite market-leading indicator, and they do have a different-looking chart. You know how we were talking about higher lows that ended up getting broken in all the other indices? Now look what we have here. I pointed this out before, but it's worth it again. You have the low, you have a higher low, and you have a potential higher low. Maybe it comes in somewhere else, but you still have a potential for another higher low that gives you the potential for another rally leg. In this case, we would target into this zone here with the moving averages. Food for thought. Put it on a sticky note. The Q people out in Silicon Valley, and by the way, I had somebody emailing today asking if I can prove to them that the numbers on the QQQ and the IWM work, and I said, hey, if the numbers on the SPY work and they work on stocks, why wouldn't they work on this stuff? Well, here you go. 315.46 was on the board. It was one of the numbers. And guess what? Low of day today happened to be 315 even. So that number, for the most part, worked out well. That's what it looked like on a five-minute chart. This is at 10.20 a.m. today. As far as the bigger picture, all the same market. If they're going to rally, they're all going to rally. If they're going to fall, they're all going to fall. Looking at things a different way, as another reminder, we've done this before. Let's do it again. Looking at the Q weekly chart, that's your bogey. The low, 317.45. Then you have this low here at 318.26. So the other low is lower, 317.45. That's Irene. That's a weekly closing important place. If they give that up, it's lookout below, unless you have a quick rescue operation. But closing below that and the pointing thing is downward. 
That's on a Friday close. XLF, lower low, anything goes. This can break lower, and the other side of it, where the umpire calling balls and strikes, if you're going to get a rescue operation in the market, then they're all going to go up together. Here's a chart of the ES, which includes the aftermarket activity, and this is also somewhat of a rescue operation underway. They're at 42.04, and you can see here down at around 4 o'clock, they were making a low of 41.72. Down here, the low was 41.75. So they've had some kind of a rescue operation slash bounce. We don't know if it's going to stick. We'll see what happens on Thursday morning. Smash Mouth, same routine, another new low. The chart looks terrible. If all the markets are going to bounce, this is going to bounce too. But this rubber band is really in the busted scenario. Looking at it from a weekly chart perspective, you're giving up the 100-week moving average. We discussed that wasn't going to be very good support. They stood there for a few days. That was it. 215, 213, that's not out of the realm of possibility sooner than later if the thing breaks. Quick rescue operation, everything goes up together. We'll find out tomorrow. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense market analysis.